the most important life is the life that you cannot see. This is where you need to drive, excel, not to step back, excel when you don't see the light in the tunnel, right? Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Nast invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Nast. All right, everybody. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in this world. Today, it's Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I have Saki here with me today. What I like to do, Saki, is have you introduce yourself and let the audience know who you are and what is you do, and then we're going to rock and roll, as I like to say. Sounds good. Um, I'm an entrepreneur and author and a life coach, you can say. Um, I've been experienced um, struggles like, like everybody else, um, but I struggle with you just name it. I struggle with addiction, struggle with relationships, struggle with um, abuse, sexually, physically, mentally. Um, so, and I'm also homeless. So I have so much to give and share because I, I have so much experience for the last 38 years of my life when I made the change, which is the, the last four years. So yeah, this is who I am. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, sir, for taking the time out of your busy schedule and uh, coming here and joining us to to tell my audience your story, right? Because the whole premise of, of my podcast is to get people like yourself who have overcome struggle and not let that stop them from becoming the best version of who they want to be and and become successful. So um, we can start wherever you want, but tell the audience like some of those challenges that you had to overcome. And some of them sound didn't sound like they were too easy, but you're here today. So I, tell the audience a little bit more about that. So four years ago, I came to one of many uh, stops in my life, um, which life just knocked me down to the floor and I had to make a decision. Uh, at that time, I lost partnership. I lost uh, my girlfriend and most importantly, I lost myself. So I had to make a decision what's going to happen next because I was not young. I was 38 years old. I tried to figure it out my life. I was, you can see even the path. I didn't know what my path it is. I, I wasn't, I don't, I had, the only goal that I actually had was just making money, but it's, it's not actually a, a goal. It, it's not a mission. It's not life purpose. So if you don't have life purpose or have life mission, it's very hard to find your path. Although opportunity can come and go, but you can't find the right opportunity because you're not attached to this opportunity you're not having kind of passion any kind of desire of doing this uh, uh opportunity that you have so yeah so it, it started i think that the, the the point where things changed is when i was almost about to be again homeless for the third time so COVID, i just opened my new company COVID hits and everything got shut down and you can't do anything. You, you can't go out to the street. You can't uh, um, work. You can't bring money in. So the stress came back again. So what can you do then? You should stop or you should, you know, go back to the street. What exactly are your options at that point of time? 
So this is where, where, where I started to kind of figure it out my way. And I got, I picked up the book, two books. One of them was The Universe Has Your Back by uh, Gabby and Brewstein. And then the second was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert, Robert uh, Kawasaki. Those two books kind of changed my perspective in life. Uh, Kawasaki book, the poor, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it wasn't, it is a finance book, but it wasn't what's actually captured me. It's just the part where he had this ability between two dads to decide to choose between two different uh, cultures, the one that's taking risks and the one that's very regular one, which is the uh, uh, obvious one, which is go to school, graduated and work for you, you work with that kind of job. Um, or again, being the rich dad, take a risk. Which one you will decide? We don't have it as a kid. We're growing up, we don't usually have those kind of choices. Right. Uh, our reality is basically reality that's created by our parents. My parents created a sad part for me in 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 my life. It's it's they created a, a reality that, again, also not having enough. That uh, um, was in. In my life, for the start of twenty years, um, uh, a lot of challenges that uh, at the moment I, I know if it's 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 to share, but it's, it's a lot of depth inside, um, physical, mentally, emotionally. Uh, I was very close to my mom, so whatever she felt, I felt. So whatever she been dealing, I was dealing, and I understand now her frustration came towards me, but it's because she didn't have any answers. She didn't have any guides. She didn't have those people surrounding her to push her. And and the worst part, well, I don't know if to say the worst part of it is because my mom was very um, rebellion, so is my dad. Um, they basically in the 60s, it's like the white married the black person in the 60s, which is, was very difficult at that time to create this commitment. So if right. you create this commitment, there is an ego inside of you that want to keep it no matter what. Right. And if dad, my dad did a mistake, it doesn't matter. We figured out how to work it out. But it wasn't a healthy relationship. It wasn't a loving relationship. It was just kind of a transaction just to show that this can actually happen. Right. Um, and that's got to be tough growing up, right? When as you get older, you see that, right? Like. They did it just to like spite, you know, like we do things when we grow up, right? Where we did things just to spite our parents to see how far yeah. we, we could push it, right? But I, you know, I don't think sometimes they realized back then, like the effect on us as children, like we watch, right? Like they say, you never know who's watching, but we know who's watching. If you have children, they're always watching, right? So that's kind of when you grow up in that situation right? It's hard not to follow in those footsteps because then you're like, I'm going to show everybody just so I could show like what I can do, right? Yeah. So, you know, you know, you always, because my, my passion, my, my first goal when, when I introduced to this world and the reality that I've been living with, my goal was to make all the money in order to um, be there for my family. Right. Not even for myself, for my family, take care of my family. That was the reason why I wanted to make X amount of money. 
Right. But it, again, it wasn't a goal. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, there's one percent that actually been living a life that uh, uh, the uh, the father had a, a company and the the uh, the son's going to take over the company, right? And right. there's another twelve percent of people that find a talent. They have people that you know see that they have a, a, an athlete or uh, right. you know they they find something that they need and they you know drive towards this called athlete, uh, a lawyer, whatever it is, they have right. this idea of where they're going to be. But 80, at least 73% of us don't know our path. And this is where things got frustrating and very challenging because nobody guiding us where to go. We don't have the right direction because our, our parents didn't have the right direction to give. Yeah. And they didn't get the right direction for their parents. And then this path is just going towards you and you keeping it and then elevating in your own way. Right. So if my parents were, were homeless, which we are, I was homeless in, in the same way because they didn't have a path. They went from a job to a job. I went from a job to a job. The opportunity was great, but I wasn't taking much advantage. And when I did take advantage, when I did find the value of myself, you know, you come to your boss and ask for, give me a raise. Give me a partnership and him. I don't see any value in you. What then? What are you going to do then? Right. You're going to try to find another skill inside of the company or you just, you know, quit? What exactly do you do? So I myself try to find another skill in the company in order to come back and say, okay, give me now the partnership or give me now my value. And you come back to say to you, look, you don't have any value. What then? That's when I just learned that if you have this feeling that you can do better than your bosses, either Get what you deserve or quit and build on your own, which I did. And, but the thing is, COVID hits. When COVID hits and you have nothing, all the contract that you're able to close down, you cannot actually fulfill it, then what? In my, in my, and I thank God for COVID, everybody were in the same place. Everybody was home, in front of a computer, in front of, it, of, of the uh, phones. LinkedIn was popping. So you try to connect with everybody. It's easier to connect. It's easier to get this opportunity again. But it's just right. a matter of time. And that's when time is getting value more than money. Because that's when the time when you're able to reprogram your mind, reprogram your, your life, resetting your life, resetting your goals, resetting your mission, finding your mission, creating things. That's where that's that exactly where I was when when COVID hit. I had so much time, and I started value time, so I able to value myself. You're an army guy, right? You've been in the army, right? Navy, sure. Navy. I was in the army too. When I was in the army, you know how they give you those drills that you can't actually succeed with time. They give you go to go to this location in three seconds and you're never gonna make it because you have to make lines in three seconds, it's never, never gonna happen. The reason right. why they do it is for you to value time. Right. Be on time, create create time, create uh, the opportunities and understand that the time is very valued. If you don't right. value time, then you don't value life. If you don't value life, you can find mission in life. And that there's the difference between life and existence. When you find life, you have you had in your show, uh, Ravi Friedman. Ravi Friedman talked about life and existence. Life is when we have a mission and purpose. Existence right. is when you need 
I need to a car. I need a part, uh, an apartment. I need family. I need, I need kids. I need, I need, I need clothes. I need to food. But when you when you start having a mission, you start ha- having a goal, then those needs became very small. Yes, you need to nurture your body, but it's not. You, you don't you don't have to. You need you should, but you don't have to. You, you, you need a car. You don't have to. Because you focus on the purpose. And that's well, where I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's where I love what Rabbi Friedman says. He goes, life, you don't have a life until you find that purpose, right? Yeah. That mission that drives you every day to get up, to do your best, and then start all over again the next day. There's one, um, that guy, Rabbi Friedman was so wise, and some of the things he woke me up to, right, where, we can we can go anywhere in life he says if we have purpose right if we find what our purpose is and like you said but you know during covid when covid hit right it either did the opposite to people shut them down it hurt you know mentally they struggled or with guys like you and me we said oh well this is a time to value time let's see what we can do with it and see if i can find my mission or my purpose and make something out of this and i know a lot of my friends and mentors who actually did really well during COVID because it was just another day to them to go, okay, we're just going to do our best and we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So I came across with a, a, an amazing quote. Uh, I saw it in a movie in Netflix. Um, the most important light is the light that we cannot see. The most important light is the light that we cannot see. This is that. where you need to drive, excel, not to step back, excel when we don't see the end game. We don't see the light in the tunnel, right? right. Just go, keep going, keep pushing because you have that goal, because you believe in something, because you have a mission, because you have a purpose. This is when, look, I, I myself find myself, even now, in a position where things are very kind of still. Nothing is moving, but the seeds are there. So it's just a matter of time, then one of them will hit, and then things are going to excel again. But if I don't believe that my seeds are well planted, then the idea of it happening will not exist. So this is the darkest time when we talked about right now, which is that's when you Excuse me. Yeah. This is exactly when you, you should, you know, value yourself, believe in yourself, believe in your purpose, believe in what you do. And, you know, it just let time do the work for you. But you are doing the work by just putting those seats and keep doing what you're doing. Right. It, it doesn't mean that nothing is happening. It just doesn't happen now because the time is not for you to shine now. The time for you to shine maybe in a day, in two days, a month. But as long as you keep going and keep believing in yourself, then it's probably going to happen. Right. And that's the key. You just said it, though, right? It's not giving up on ourselves, right? not giving up at that last minute right because you don't know what's on the other side so that's you said it perfectly it's just keep going keep going and keep going and let time right and even if you fail i always i've been taught by some of my biggest mentors is you learn to fail forward right okay so you messed up but what did you learn right yeah what did you learn from that exactly so if you learn the lesson you're not going to do it again and then you're going to move forward and so on and so forth right but if you look at the failures, then you're going to be stuck on it. So that's your the thing. You know, 
one other thing about uh, uh, do you you don't have to believe in it, but I'm going to say something about Adam and Eve's story, which is in the Bible, right? right. They all everybody knows about Adam and Eve's story. Everybody knows about heaven. They were naked. They were free. They can they have whatever they want. Right. But they ask. But at the same time, God told them, "You know what, guys? Just don't eat from the apple tree." Now, people are probably going to stay only be stuck on the fact that they ate from the apple tree and got banished from, uh, uh, not banished, uh, got uh, exiled to earth because of that. But it's not the point. The point is they have a choice. The freedom that we have in life is choices. It's nothing to do no. with anything else. You have to choose between right and wrong. And some of the choices you will never know if it's right or wrong until you do, uh, until you make them. Right. So I think... And it's just my 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 thought and my. I don't think you can take control of your life. But you can do is choose. You only have the choice to make. And if you want to make the right choices, you have to. Sorry, you should re um, reprogram your mind to positive thinking. Because if yes. you're stuck in a negative, then you're going to get the negative effect. If you, it's just the same thing. If you're positive, you're going to get positive effect. So either you'd be stuck on the past or you're going to accept it. So I, what I did is I accept my past. And then after I accept my past, I basically took responsibility. Taking responsibility is meaning don't blame anybody else. Because even if you were in a position that you got used, which I was, even right. if you were in a position where you got lied, which I was, even if you were cheated, which I was, you still, you still stayed there. There's something was comforting you in the situation that you still right. stuck in the situation instead of taking your legs and find another way, right? It's right. on you. You can you can blame that you you'd be right of pointing fingers, but at the end of the day, you stay there. You you stay in this comfort zone. If it's with girlfriend, if it's friends, if it's family, if it's work, you stay there. Right. Nobody, you know, nobody forces you to be there. You chose because it was comfortable for you. And right. you were afraid to get out of the comfort zone in order to pursue something that you should be doing. And that's what happened to me. I, I, in the Jewish um, religion, they talk about uh, the light inside of you. We all have this candle inside of you, and we just need to figure out how to let it up. Because we all have a gift. We all have a purpose. We, we just getting so much negativity around us so we can't see our potential we can't see our what exactly are we good at we right. we just try to copy to be some around one of the guys want to be one of those people instead of being ourselves, true to ourselves. i i was when i was doing drugs i was thinking that was my thing that that's what everybody's doing i'm, I'm like everybody else but right. I, I i was suffering it, it was fun for a little bit, but then I started to suffer. And then I said, why am I here? Why am I coming here every day, every weekend, or every time to enjoy something that I'm not really enjoying? What's the point? Right. But, but that's because you don't have a purpose. You want to be filled meaningful. You want to be with people that, you know, you know uh, do the same thing, be, be in the same kind of circle. But it's not your circle. If you feel like it's not, you're not belong there, it's not your circle. We need to take right. a step back, silence, breathe, take a, you know, figure out what's actually you love, figure out, go to your childhood, 
Look inside your child. What does, you know, you can look at a child and look at trauma. But when I started to write my books, as I was excelling in each book, I realized that going to the childhood helped me to figure out what was happy, where, where I was happy, what, what's, what feeling was it, how, what, how was I feeling when I was happy? And right. that's how I was able to tap into this feeling in order to get out from the negativity that I had, in order to be able to, wait, I forgive my mom, I forgive my, my dad, I forgive myself of thinking the way I, I was thinking. Right. Now let's start, let's start from here. So there is the idea of accepting, the idea of taking responsibility, and then there's the idea of forgiving yourself. I love that, Saki, because um, that's one thing that I always try to impart on my audience, right, is, right, accept where you're at, like, accept your, accept where you're at today because of the choices you made, right, and then take action, of course, to change that, right, and then um, take responsibility. It's like a book I read. It's called Extreme Ownership, right, where... yeah. You know, the the Navy SEAL talks about when something goes wrong with my men, that's my fault. Like, I didn't give the orders correctly or I didn't plan correctly, right? There's there's something to extreme ownership, right? Because when we take responsibility for our own actions, I think it's only up from there, right? Because then we get to take a look at ourselves. And then, um, so there's that. And then, you know, just be the best you can be right like in the moment where you're at at this time what are the lessons you need to learn learn those lessons then apply them so that you can become better every day right i heard you know i've said this before on my podcast there's a gentleman he's passed away since but he was big in the fitness world in venice right one of those gym guys and he would get guys off the street and says, I'm going to teach you how to start a gym and help them. Right. And he, uh, he made his money doing that. And, but real giving guy. And he says, all you got to do is be 1% better than you were the day before. 1% better every day. Yeah. Right. And, and that's worked for me the last few years. And right. I've been in long-term recovery. So it's always been a learning process for me. Like you said, I, there was a day when I went to that party at 13, but I didn't get home till it was, I was 32 years old, right? A whole lot of headache and heartache. And, but as I look back and in my recovery now over 20 years, I turned 20 years sober in September. I'm like you, like I just try to find that, like in that moment, what am I supposed to learn, right? Am I valuing my time on earth like I should be, right? Helping others, doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and becoming the best and most elite version of myself. And then I can take a look in the mirror and go, yeah, I am pretty much, right? Because I do a gratitude journal every day. I have amazing guests like yourself on my podcast. Like I get people from all different backgrounds, right? And this is my proof that like you were talking about, about just owning my stuff, right? Valuing my time and then and, and learning all I can to bettering myself so that I could be here with you today. So what were, okay, you kind of touched on being homeless and, and you know, using drugs at one point and losing everything, right? Because we know once that spirals out of control, we don't really have anything left, right? What was your defining moment in the past couple of years where you said, like you said, I got to make a change and no matter who's around me, I'm going to change for me. 
That is a great question. And one of those times that I was homeless, um, I was living in a van. I was in a van and I had to make a choice. I was at the time, like every kind of uh, person in this situation would blame everybody else, point figure and this and him and that. But then I decided to look at the mirror uh, of the uh, of the car and look at myself and ask myself a question, which I know that it's 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 a hard question to ask. It's it's either you you value yourself or you value your company, and I, I prefer to value myself. So by doing this, I basically know my 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 next step will be to open my own company, but then, then at the same time, I'm going to lose all my friends, I'm going to lose those who introduced me to this uh, industry, because uh, right. they didn't want me from the beginning to have a company. They didn't want to make me an apartment, they didn't want to give me uh, 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 a raise, they didn't give me, want to give me more than what they already gave. So I knew that it's going to give me a risk, but it's a risk that I was, I was willing to take, because I didn't want to stay the way I am, the way I was, I didn't want to be like my parents. I wanted to be better. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to help my family. I wanted to build my own family. Look where I am now when I was 30 years old inside a van, sleeping between either van couches or if my brother at the time used to come to a visit just for work, stay with him with the hotel. It's not a life. It's not like to leave. It's not my passion. It wasn't my goal to stay like this, especially in that age. My daughter, I thought I was going to be married. Kids have money and be able to take everybody to take take um take care of everybody else, which didn't happen. So this was a pivotal moment. This is where I think one step before uh, to to my change and a, a bigger step to where I am today. Because after that, there's a few things that happened. But this is, I think, one of a few moments that I can say that changes things in my mindset. And it wasn't the plan that I have now, but it started to create this kind of a plan for where I should have been. And that takes a lot of courage because you said it, right? If I go after this, I'm probably going to lose the friends or, right? Because you got to focus. We know being an entrepreneur takes right it's i like to say it's not for the the faint of heart or lazy people because there's days you work 15 16 hours you know what i mean and and you got to really focus on what you want right because there cannot be unless you have family of course you got to take care of your family but your focus has to be how do i build my business right how do i keep my focus how do i keep myself right where like you said, when you find your mission, right? Because when you have a mission or that purpose, it's the thing that wakes you up and keeps you going every day. I know that's what I know that's for you because you described it. That's what keeps me going. But we also have to understand that we're going to lose some friends along the way, right? People are going to lose faith in us. And they're like, oh, who does he think he is, right? Like, you know, he already failed at this once. Why? What does he think he's doing now? How do you block that kind of chatter out of your brain when you know it's right there and you're like, I got to focus on doing what I got to do? So the simple answer to that is sacrifice. Um, like everybody else, let's talk about talk athletes. Athletes sacrifice their body in order to be where they are and yeah. also sacrifice time to be with their family. 
knowing that, you know, they're not probably not being this holiday or not be able to be with the kids or not just to see how they built. So this is a sacrifice that they take in order to become where, to be where they, where they are as an athlete. The same thing with us. It's not, it's not different. You need to sacrifice something. I sacrifice drug. I sacrifice the nightlife. I sacrifice friends. I even sacrifice my family. I don't want to say that in that way, but I took a step back from my family because not, not of my family is build a business before. So for me to come there, there to ask for their advice, which I tried, it just wasn't the same mindset. So it, it, right. it just, they ha- they're going to see the, the side of uh, uh, what can go wrong when I'm trying to figure out solutions. Right. So if you're not in the same mind of giving a solution, you, you're not going to be in my way. So yes, I'm still in touch with my family. I love my family. They're very lovely people. But because they're not having the business uh, um, mindset, the entrepreneur mindset, it's hard for me to talk to them about my goals, vision, and where I'm going in my life. I talk to them about everything else beside that. So sacrifice is something that is, 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 is the key to you know successfully or, or one of, if you want to be a successful person. Absolutely. Right. Because you probably you're like our parents generation. They were the typical nine to five. You you go to a job nine to five, you get a retirement or it could be opposite. Right. So then you, we come along and say, we're going to build our own business. And they go, no, he's not. Yeah. You know, they don't, yeah. they don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but the thing is, right. with, with my family, it wasn't like that. Actually, when when before I was born, my dad actually had, had a very good, successful business. He decided to sell it and then go with another woman. But that's what's everything got, you know, our life changes. Because when he right. came back, he came, came back with that. When he came back, my mom was still in love with him and tried to bring him back home, which created another scenario. Um, I was, me and my sister being used to get him back. I remember my mom used to take us to his job where he used to, uh, that's nighttime job in right. the factory. So she used to take us, waiting for him to come to the job, and then start screaming at him. And we just start crying for no reason, just because of the scenario that my mom created. But that was how we've been living for a amount of time until he got back. And then even when he came back, we had this time where collecting people came to start knocking on the door. I wasn't allowed to tell my kids at school where I live, phone number. I was being told to lie as a kid. So for me, life was, was something very easy. 38 years of my life, I was, you know, getting away with lies, lying to myself. Everything was involved with the life for me till the day that I started to take responsibility. I will say this. 20 years later, my dad, me and my dad reconnected. And the reason why is because he actually took responsibility. He actually came forward and said, after a, a, a situation that happened in, in the house, I left a note. He set up a, a meeting with me. We talked about it, and he just took responsibility. And that's where I, I, he gained my respect. And that's how I started to take responsibility on, on, on my life. And it, it's, it's very crucial uh, to take responsibility in any kind of situation in life. Otherwise, it, it will be... Oh, you're always going to blame somebody else. My mom still today blame everybody else but herself in any kind of situation. You, you name it. Right. Well, I think the, the, the growth comes when we can look in the mirror and go, yep, it was your fault. Like you did this. Now you need to come up with a solution, right? 
And, yeah. and that's like my recovery, right? As I, I got longer and longer and stayed sober. And I had those conversations with myself, like, well, you did that. So you need to fix it. You know, you need yeah. to, you need to take responsibility for your actions, right? I, I may not be able to control yours or my wife's or my brother's, but I can control what I do, right? Because now I become an example, like you're becoming, right? Like the people look up to you, say, hey, what's Saki doing, right? Or what's Max doing? And that's where the growth lies, right? Because knowing right from wrong and doing the next right thing, I believe is crucial for us, right? Especially when we have, like yourself, you wrote a book. Now you got eyes on you. They want to see this Saki walk the walk and talk the talk, or is he just a talker or just a walker, right? And and to be honest, it, I'll be yeah. honest. It, it, it's a channel. It, it's it's a challenge for me to speak up. It's easier for me to write than speaking up. This is something that I'm going out of my comfort zone. It's nothing that yeah. you know. Uh, uh, in order for me to be the best, like everybody else, like the big names, Lois House, Jay Shady, I need to be doing this with you and with other podcasts in order for me to grow in this industry. Otherwise. If I'm going to stay home and just wait for myself, it's not going to happen because right. I'm the product, not my book. I'm the, I'm the guy that wrote the book. I'm the guy that has the experience. I'm the guy that felt all this feeling. I'm the guy with the emotion. I'm the guy that can express it. So I'm the guy that can, I not, may not change, but I can bring people value. This is why I'm here. I'm trying to share my, my, story in order for people to see their value in themselves because I, yeah, I, I, I it was hard for me to find my value because people didn't value me people didn't value my time people did and the, the reason why they didn't value my time is because i wasn't valued myself i was right. low self-esteem i didn't have value for myself i couldn't put a price on my my head because i didn't know where i'm going and as soon as i started to build this plan as soon as i started to planting seed things got start you know there's a domino effect. Starts, Starts happening, right? Yeah. So, tell my audience about your book. What is the name of your book? And what, yeah, just give them a background of what your name of your book is and what's your book about. So I have two books. The first book is FYP, Fuck Your Past. And the reason why FYP, Fuck Your Past is because we cannot do anything with our past. The past of the past, history is gone. The only thing that you can do is accepting and forgiving yourself from from everything that happened to you because nobody else is, is, is going to forgive you. It's just you forgive yourself and move on forward. Yeah. Um, the second book is Monk versus Monkey Mind. This is when I actually started to use my conscious mind instead of using my subconscious mind. This is where I start reprogramming mind. This is where I start doing new habits, seeing things differently, uh, things that got stuck for me uh, for, for till today, uh, I didn't understand why it started to make sense. For example, there was a sentence in the Bible, in the Jewish Bible, saying, I'm going to say it in Hebrew, I'm going to say it then in English. Um, which means the dad made the scene and the kids will suffer. So basically, whatever our parents built, it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a real sin it could be just the reality that they built right that's why the children was going to suffer if you build a good reality to your, to your kids then you're probably going to have a good reality for yourself probably your, your kids going to 
have a good reality and a good life. If you build a bad reality for your kids, then you, you can kind of suffer. And you don't know how it's going to suffer until they grow up and see, you know, for me it was drugs and loss of time and, lo and, and loss of path. Um, for other people, it can be something different. Right. So this is what, so those two books are kind of my reality um, show in a book. And the third one is going to be on uh, talking about my childhood, going deep into the root of my childhood, which I just mm. finished, but it's still in the process of making and getting it published. But um, the, the, what I can say about my third book, which you maybe audience want to hear, we all born to be successful. We all born to be successful. The difference between you and somebody else is the choices that you make. So we either successfully making the right choices or successfully making the wrong choices. Until we figure those two things out, then either we stay successfully un unsuccessful or we make right choices in order to be successful people. Right. And the only way for us to do so is mindset, is change our mindset. Yep. Is move it from positive, from negative to positive. And I want, I, want, I want to say one more thing. If you're in a positive mind, doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer. Doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. Doesn't mean that right. you're not going to feel pain. Doesn't mean you're not going to cry. The percentage of it will be very low. And if it's going to happen, you're going to be able to deal with it. Right. Instead of blaming other people, you're going to be <laughs> able to attack it in, in a more bigger, larger um, vision or ways to see them. You're going to see it differently. You're going to tackle the situation. You're going to get the situation in front of you. And you're going to say, oh, all right. Okay. That hurts. What can do now? How can I solve it? What's the solution? Yeah. I love that, right? Because you basically turn, told your story of turning from victimhood into hero. You know what I mean? Where you take accountability and you set it perfectly. And this is what, <laughs> this is what my sponsor told me, my mentor, right? When I got sober the last time, he said, Max, forgive yourself. God already has. Like you can't yeah. change the past. Forget it, right? Hopefully you learn from it, but you don't have to live in it. And it doesn't define yeah. you, right? So guys like you and I, right? We, we've been through the gutter, right? We've been homeless. We, um, we know what it feels like to feel this big, right? Where people are just saying, oh, just do this. And you look at them like, well, that's easy for you to say, right? But we're living proof that once we accept responsibility for ourselves and we start to make the changes, even ever so slowly, that, look, you have a third book coming out. That's awesome, right? I, I'm over 20 years sober and I've written a book and you and I get to have these conversations, right? Because if we were still stuck in that blaming part, right, that victimhood, you and I wouldn't be sitting here right now. So we right. found right? We found the way to overcome our challenges to, like you said, learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Get outside of our comfort zones. Because this isn't always easy when I'm across from a new gentleman, he's written two books and I'm just going like, oh man, no, man, what questions am I going to ask this guy, right? And, you know, same probably like, I don't know Max, I don't know where he's been. And, but this is how we have these awesome conversations with each other. And you and I get to help our audience, my audience, grow as human beings, right? Because 
we get to teach them from our own experience what we did. And and I'm with you because some of the hardest things I ever did was take a look at that mirror and then point that finger and go, this is your fault you're here. You did this. Now, what are you going to do to change it, right? And now I get yeah. to sit here with Saki and he has this whole awesome conversation about how he's changed his life, how he accepted responsibility. And now he's sharing with my audience about his um, two books he's already got out and the third that's coming. This is awesome, right? This is how I want my audience to see that it doesn't matter, as you know, where we come from, right? It doesn't matter. We can change that generational curse, like they say, right? If we decide yeah. to make the changes, because uh, you're going to help a lot of people with this, Saki. So thank you for, for coming on here and sharing your story, right? Um, okay. So I like to ask a couple questions, right, of my own. Sure. Knowing that I, I, I wrote a book, as you see, Fearless Happiness, I'm going to ask you the first question. I ask all my clients, uh, excuse me, I'm having these Freudian slips because I'm in this yeah, business. Yeah, I have the same thing. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I have the same thing. As I ask my guests, what does fearless mean to you now, Saki? Now, as you've gone through this transformation, what does fearless mean to you? And is, how does that show up in your day on a, in your life I on think, a daily basis? I, I think we, 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 we talked about it is, you know, um, the most important light is the light you cannot see. Just walking this in the darkness, knowing that no matter what, you're going to make it. Don't care about the noise. Don't care about the dark. Just keep going. Keep moving. Nobody's going to stop you. Not the dark. Not the wall. Not anybody else. As long as you believe in yourself and in your mission. Not, you know, this is fearless for me. Nothing, nothing, no matter, no noise, nothing, not a media, nothing. Nothing <laughs> going to stop you. Right. Second question I like to ask. Knowing I put the why, mm -hmm. as you can see, for happiness. Knowing I put the why in happiness, what does happiness mean to you now, today, and how does that show up in your life? So that that is kind of complicated question, but I'm going to try to answer it as well. Um, happiness for me, and, and that's because of my parents' stability. And stability can be mean in, in, in a lot of ways, but one of them is stability for myself, knowing that I can help, knowing that I can do knowing that I can give, that is for me stability. Um, you know, talking, it's one thing, but I, 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 I'm man of action. I, I'm somebody that want to do more than just talk. Yes, this platform is great, amazing, and I'm, I'm glad to be here. But doing the action is what drives me. It's what makes me happy. Seeing that I can do this, I think that will be my happiness. I love it. I love it. That's a great answer. So if if people, if my audience wants to reach out to you or find your books, right, ask you questions, where can they find you, Saki? First of all, Instagram. You can DM me anytime. Any, if you have any issues, please DM me. I'm more than happy to help freely, not even charge anything. You can try me, see if I'm respond or not. I'm usually very fast with my response. Um, Second of all, you can find my books any online stores. It can be Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Apple, whatever. It's all it's it's out there. Just you know, type of the name of the book, FYP of uh, Monk versus Monkey Mind, and you will find it online. Awesome! I love it. I love it. Well, 
you're not off the hook just yet because there's one last question I ask all my guests, right? This, so I love asking this question because I love that. This is a great question, I believe. So I think you will too. But what is the one piece of advice that you could give my audience that will help them grow and help them become better people? Oh, I have one. Stop using the words need to, have to. The only thing we have to in life is time. And I'm sorry to be like this, but the only thing we have to in life, we want, we want to choose the right thing. Um, the only thing we have, the choices, the only have the freedom when we have the choices. Choose right. That's the only thing that I can think of as a first step. And choosing right is meaning, like we said, forgive ourselves. Choosing right meaning take responsibility. Choosing right meaning consistency. Choosing right meaning uh, creating a plan, a goal. It can be a small one. Um, you know, choose right. I love it. Can't go wrong with choosing right. Um, well, Saki, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule yeah. to be with me. You heard it, everybody. If Saki made you think, if you learned something, if you made you smile and made you laugh, if you made you go like I always say, hmm, that was good. Please go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Again, Saki, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, everybody, this is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. And have a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening. And we'll see you soon. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the Fearless Happiness Lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnaist.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.